Bolt-On Technologies Automotive Software Solutions. Auto repair shops that have Bolt-On Technologies software provide customer vehicle condition reports including photos and text, real-time digital reports, multi-point inspections, estimates, and repair information at your fingertips. Info at boltontechnology.com. Live from the Johns Refrigeration Media Center at the East Valley Institute of Technology, this is 88.7 The Pulse, KPNG, Chandler, Phoenix, and KVIT, Apache Junction, Goldfield, Ghost Town, Arizona. This is Ranch Nation, car talk, car culture, car tips, car music, all that is car. Ranch Nation Car Talk. Call or text your questions now. 480-655-8870 with your hosts, Frank and Steve. Yes, it is Wrench Nation, the two-hour Wrench Nation. We started it last week, and we're happy to have it for week two. It means we didn't get canceled, so somebody must have liked it. Oh, snap. I get to <laughs> hang out with you, Steve, and oh, lucky you, you in your car. That's right, Wrench Nation. We bring you that family, that community of car care culture tips. We are your house of goodness for all things cars, and we welcome you back every Wednesday at 3 o'clock. Now, people, you've spoken. And do not forget, we're always here for you, 480-655-8870. Call or text anytime. If there's something wrong you think with your car, you're driving down the road, and all of a sudden your car starts doing the Macarena or the uh, or the Watch Me Whip, Watch Me Nay Nay. Oh, snap. You can call 480-655-8870, or if the car's making a weird noise, or maybe you're just going to sell the car, or you want to buy a car, and you want to get a second opinion about a car, 480-655-8870. Or better yet, you think there's absolutely nothing wrong with your ride, okay? but that lovely date of yours gets in and says, um... That thing smells. Uh-oh. And you're like, whoa. And she, and she says, well, uh, it's running funny. And you say, that puts you in a particular situation. Right. Ever happened to you? Yes, absolutely. I've had cars because you get so used to it, driving you, around in it. You don't even know it smells until somebody else gets in. And they're going like, and then you start realizing, going, you know what? You're right. Why does that smell like, uh, uh, like rotten fish? It ain't a diaper. <laughs> <laughs> so speaking of smells and funkiness and maybe, maybe, I don't know, you guys listening, we had some experiences in the garage, and I don't know what it is. I mean, I think most people we've talked to, I think you guys will agree, 2018 so far, starting off good. Well, we had a situation in the garage for somebody that didn't start off good. You guys want to hear it? Here it goes. All right. All right. Gal's minding her business. She's driving her car. All right. Check engine light comes on. Okay. All right. I got a Pepto-Bismol. Go see the mechanic. She comes in. Tune-up is performed. It's what needed. It's what's needed. Car has a lack of power, and the catalytic converter starts lighting up like a cherry bomb. Oh, check engine lights off, okay. and now we have a situation of a lack of power. So we're scratching our heads, us mechanics. You know, we're we're engineer like. We start sure. looking at this. We get our flow charts out. We start speaking some all kinds of goodness of languages. And guess what we found out, people? What did you find out? I'm telling you, I haven't heard about this in years. Somebody poured sugar, sand, and some other stuff in the gas tank. Oh, no. Now, guess what happens next? Oh, then you had some coffee and some donuts. Mechanics get into the psychological business, and we need now to do a psychological analysis of the client before us. Right. And we start asking the client, where have you been lately with this car? She says, well, I just had a divorce. Oh, uh, snap. Uh, yeah. And so I, you know, I, the point is like listening to this story, uh, 
I hope you don't have to experience that. And the solution perhaps was, I'm not saying don't get divorced, but uh, maybe a locking gas cap. Right. Do we need to go to that? You know what? I mean, sometimes it's unfortunate. You think that that people are above this and they know that, you know, if they're going to damage your property, uh, one, it's criminal. Okay. Yeah, I mean, it's criminal to put sugar in somebody's gas tank. Is it not? It, it Well, it, it uh, the person thinking of doing it. Yeah. It's like jaywalking. Maybe. Okay. When you get emotional. You get caught. Well, I don't know. It's it, to me. It's like when somebody's in that criminal act. Well, yeah, you don't want you don't want to do that to somebody. You don't want somebody to do that to you. It's like, you know, unfortunately, different relationships lead to different things, and everybody has a, a weird situation. Yeah, you it know, is but weird. you know, you people hurting their pets or whatever. We don't want to do that either. But in the mind of a criminal, yeah. at the time, they're emotional. Sure, you're emotional. You're like, I'll get her. And I'll get the or sugar. I'll get him. And I'll pour the he sugar. He cheated on me. And I'll pour sugar. Yep. And I will get her back. Right. Well, you know what? Or him. Or him. Yep. We don't want to blame the ladies. No. We don't blame the guys. Yes. Can we blame the children in the in the neighborhood? We could. Do kids? Absolutely. You could like you could tell a kid, hey kid, get off my yard. And he could get mad at you and throw throw sugar in your gas Are tank. Are kids out there doing sugar in gas tanks? Well, there's kids out there doing Tide Pods, so why not? You got any criminal music <laughs> in the background? I think criminal we, music? I'm thinking we do like an investigation. What's a criminal music? Okay, okay, I got it. I got I'm it, I got saying it, I got we do an investigation. I got it. You guys are with me right now. All of you listening are in the garage right now. We got a case. All right. The case upon us is... Yes. The check engine light. Ladies and all right, have the names been changed to protect the innocent? Big time. Okay, good. <laughs> <laughs> and this car comes into our facility. You listening are hanging with us. Some of you are maybe psychologists. We need, we need your help. The car comes in. It's running rough. We need a lot of help. Standard routine tune-up, and it's still broken. And you find out later that there isn't mechanically any reason why it should still be broken. So we go to plan B. We do the psychological analysis. All right. How would you ask your client about this car without being too in their business? Too nosy. Too nosy. Sure. I'll play the client. Steve, you're going to ask me. Okay, you're good. I'll ask you the question. All right. My car is running rough. Yes. What are you going to do about it? Well, we just checked it out and we found out some... Looks like some sugar has been put in the gas tank. You got somebody who's really mad at you for something? My household is sugar-free, and for that matter, gluten-free. What well, are you talking about? Somebody could have brought sugar from another house, or they could have bought it at the store. And really, when people put sugar in the gas tank, it's usually because they're mad at somebody and they want to get back at them for something. Well, I don't know. That you know somebody I, who, who did I that? I don't know, but I just did have a divorce. Oh, you had a divorce? Well, that that could be it. I mean, I don't want to, you know, point fingers at anybody, but uh, that that could be it. Do you think your ex would have done something like that? Heck yeah! Really? Well, then get some sugar and put it back in his. But get brown sugar this time. <laughs> oh gosh! And so then put some flour in there <laughs> and put some oh, Captain Crunch in there. We do not advocate that. Oh, hot dogs in there? No, we don't advocate that. Before we get into the show topic, Maybe I wanted to beans. share share that with you Chili guys. Peppers. Do we go on an alert? I don't know. The fact is, some of you out there really particular about this. You look. I think if you've experienced something like this, you're going to be on pins and needles. And so, everyone, does this happen more than I'd imagine? I mean, does this happen a lot? No, it doesn't. No. Okay. I mean, I I, I want to say that when gas was five dollar and above, right? Well, what do you do when there's sugar in your gas tank, though? 
Well, I mean, I mean is it, it something? Did, did, did it destroy something, or can it just be pumped out, or what? It, for the most part, you can pump it out. All right. Now, on the Acura, the good news is, yeah. like many cars, uh, we have to get to that gas. It tank. has a sweet tooth. It does. Oh, and you have to pull the seat in the back. Okay, and there is the little fuel pump sending unit. You take that retainer off, and boom, pull it up and suck the fuel. You can. It's easily done. It's not that bad. All right, but it's frustrating. So a little bit of that. I don't know if you're in in your neck of the woods. That may be a problem. But people, make sure your gas caps are secure and be on the lookout for that sugar fiend. He's out there. He may just hit your ride. So be careful. And it's not okay to use uh, Splenda. When you're putting stuff into the gas tank. Not effective. Okay, good. (laughs) Time for some news. Well, all right. Uh, There is a Super Bowl happening soon. And this Super Bowl is a pretty big deal. Justin Timberlake's going to be performing at halftime. Oh, really? He's bringing sexy back. I don't know. Is he bringing that new song? (laughs) I don't know. That song, I don't know about it either. Timberland. What is he? Timberlake. No, Not Timberland. No, Timberland yeah. is behind the song. Really? You ought to know. It's Timberland and Timberlake? Timberland made a comeback. Two Timbers. Well, he's behind Empire, too. Oh. Timberland oh. does the music for Empire. Oh, okay. But I don't want to see Justin Timberlake. I'm sorry. I want to see some real music. See, now I always say that, too. But you know what, Frank? As we get older, that's what people think real music is. <laughs> well, I tell you what, the people want to see. Everybody's always glued in, and the advertisements become a little bit of entertainment. Right. And Toyota was quiet last year. Uh, They said, well, we're going to skip out the series of Super Bowl ads. And this year, they're spending big daddy dollars. How much? Big daddy dollars. That means we can't comprehend the numbers. (laughs) Charge like 1.9 million or something for every 30 seconds or something, or even more than that now. You look that total number up. It's always sick money. But I think we'll all agree, you guys listening, know that they're entertaining. I mean, really, the the Super Bowl ads are pretty cool. They've set the bar. Uh, Madison Avenue has said, "Uh, let's see what the Super Bowl ads are doing. Boy, we better get it together. That's kind of the style and flavor. Uh, But Toyota Motorcore went out there, and they spent a couple money, a couple bucks, a lot of more, a couple bucks, if you will. But- uh, two six sixty second spots representing Lexus, and guess who they teamed up with? All my comic people, are you ready? Who they are teaming up, tied into Marvel's yeah. upcoming Black oh, Panther. Oh yeah, that's coming out mid February. Superhero movie that's sure. coming out. Looks February. like a great movie. Yeah, so they've joined, uh, and in fact, Kia and Hyundai as well. They're they've confirmed buys. Of course, the game is on February fourth for you football heads out there. And uh, Toyota will air this ad in the first quarter, and it's supposed to be pretty slick. Uh, the picture of this car uh, representing sort of the timed Black Panther. So I wonder if the car is going to be in the movie, too. Dude, this car looks Black Panther-like. Let me look. Uh, yep, it does. Yeah, and it's an L- uh, it is the LC500 Performance Coupe, uh, which actually was displayed at the Detroit Auto Show. And by the way, we've got Billy Knuckles. He should be calling in live from Detroit to give us a rundown of what is happening uh, at the Detroit Auto Show, what makes that different this year. But Toyota is spending some money with Lexus. And uh, so be on the lookout for that. And I got some more news real quick, real quick. One more piece of news. Uh, And this taps into that big Detroit uh, auto show. You guys know, you know, throughout the year, there's all these big auto shows. Detroit is one of the respected. Ford is planning 40 I said four zero people, new electric vehicles within four years. 
40. 40 different models? 40, yes. Wow. Ford Motor Company revealed the Ford Edge ST. It is the Ranger truck uh, and the Mustang, Mustang built GT uh, there at the Cobo Center down in Detroit. Uh, electric vehicles, people, that's going to be on your wish list maybe in two, three years on the center list. I'm thinking maybe. What say you? Give us a call. 480-655-8870. Would you put a little electric vehicle on your center's list? Would you do that? Wrench Nation, more coming up next. Don't go anywhere. This is Wrench Nation with your hosts, Frank and Steve. Oh, yeah, it is Wrench Nation here on The Pulse and worldwide on PulseRadio.fm. Of course, the, the podcast every week uploaded on Sunday. Go to iTunes and, of course, WrenchNation.tv, and you can get that anytime. Wrench Nation. Yeah, that's right. This time of day, you know it right here, people. We're giving big shout-outs. You guys know to get on out to Russo and Steel, people. This is the epicenter of the Collector Car Universe, January 17th through the 21st. Scottsdale, man. Get out there. Great family fun. In fact, they've got the Munsters Mobile out there. It's all kinds of stuff. And you know what? If you saved up your pennies and you want to buy a ride, Russo and Steel's where it's at. And one special, special. I got to slow the music down. Stop, stop. You got it. This is very special to me. Ah. And every week we decided, just because we're Wrench Nation and we can do it, and you guys had asked for it, every week we get in the community and we connect with the champions of the week. And a lot of you are doing some awesome things. And I think it's time anyway for all this fake news to go away and show the real people. Big shout outs to Andrew Burkhart. You guys visit with Andrew's Angels, Miracles in Motion. Uh, Andrew is a champion because he is strong fighting every day. He just got a scholarship. He's doing some incredible things in school. So there's your shout outs. Andrew Burkhart, you rock. Thank you. Thank you, guys. And we're getting to a show topic, maybe? Well, we are. What is today's show topic, Frank? Well, a couple of you asked. You, you thought, what's Wrench Nation? And you guys always talk about Japanese and domestic cars. And I drive a BMW. And I said, well, we sprechen Sie Deutsch. Don't worry. My grandma always said that. <laughs> so today's show, if you drive a BMW, All right. a Volkswagen, a Mercedes, a Land Rover, All right. we are diving and traveling into Europe. All the European cars... The specialty tools, maybe? Sure. How do you speak that Deutsche Land to Well, I've Europe always to, wondered when you yeah. see those import audio, or import audio, import auto places, well, you know, why are they different than the standard American auto place? Absolutely. So there are specialists, right? Just like going to a doctor. Well, sure. um, you have a full-service automotive center, right? but you do have those specialists. And speaking of which, later on, catch it, second hour, people, we've got special guest Matt Huff with Huff's Automotive. Ah. He's one of like less than 100 certified Land Rover master technician. So if you own a European vehicle, you need to call in any questions. We're talking about what's the difference? How do I deal with it? Whether to, are there more significant problems with my Volkswagen than a Honda? Sure. So today, European vehicles is where we're diving in. All right. And on the phone with us right now, joining us, the wiser advisor, JB from Bolt-On Technology. Welcome back, JB. Hello, guys. Thanks for having me back on board. Yeah, great having you. How are you doing today? Doing pretty good, man. Pretty good. Good. Well, JB, um, you sprechen Sie Deutsch und Bissian. You yeah. speak the yeah. You've worked on some German cars, haven't you? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Sprechen Sie <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, meine Deutsch is nicht so gut. Nicht so good. But you're in Pennsylvania. There's a lot of there's a lot of like Deutsche Lande peoples up there. Kind of. Yeah. All right. Well, <laughs> yeah. listen. The people want to know. Uh, well, first things first. 
Are you challenging us today with something or another? Oh, yeah, man. Oh, yeah, geez, man. Steve, he's challenging I'm us. excited. Let's do it. Well, hang on a minute. We set some rules because we don't want to leave you driving in your car without hanging with us here. So we are going to be cautious. Uh, if you think you know what JB is going to challenge us with and you have that answer, 480-655-8870. It's your show, people. We will give you Renaissance Festival tickets if you oh, have the answer. Snap. You can have up to four Renaissance Festival tickets. That's like 110 bucks. All right. So, JB, what is the challenge question for us, our wonderful audience of Wrench Nation? What are you serving on the plate this week? Well, you were really good about saying that we're going to talk about European vehicles. So here's the question. Which European manufacturer exports the most vehicles from the United States to the world? Okay, so which, that was long and... Okay, I'll do it again. I'm simple. Which European, which European manufacturer exports the most vehicles from the United States to the world? From the United States to the world? Ah, so like France Ooh. is buying, let's say you're saying, well, France buys a lot of our Dodge product. Is that what or, you're saying? Or is he saying that they're actually exporting their own vehicles they're making here? Ah. Ah. Oh. You survive. Oh, that's what you're saying. Okay. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, I'm going to go with Toyota. Ah, eat. Wait a minute. Europe. Europe. Come on, buddy. Oh, Europe. You're Sorry. Oh, All right, well, so I mean, I'm, Volkswagen exports more or it sells more cars than any company in the world. So I'm going to go with Volkswagen then. Well, hold on a minute. That's too easy. Is it? Well, wait a minute. Four eight zero six five five eighty eight seven zero. You guys with Wrench Nation, you oh, been, I may have someone who texted. You hold hung on. out with us for two years. Oh, here's All an right? answer from text. Wait a minute. He said Turkey. Is it Fiat Chrysler? Oh. J- no. Well, what? There's somebody out there in Radio Land that's going to have an answer for us. Give us a holler. Yep, 480-655-8870. That is wrong answer, Joby. Sorry. All right, so we'll let that percolate. If you're listening, please. Text or call. Don't Google, all right? We're, don't do the Google-ness. Google, Google. Shouldn't right. be Googling while you're driving. You probably so shouldn't be texting us we'll either. Let, we'll let that per- percolate. And again, the question, <laughs> just to be we'll clear. We'll make an exception for that. If you guys are just dialing in and saying, <laughs> what are these maniacs talking about? We asked you the simple question. What European manufacturer is shipping from the United States? Is that correct, JB? Yes. All right, that's a question. What is the largest? We already heard Fiat. But it means also that they're manufacturing those cars here, even though they're a European company. That's correct. Exactly. So that's Does the- anybody agree with me? Because let's... Oh, we got another, another text coming what in. What is he saying? This guy says Volkswagen. Oh, snap. Yep. Uh, so they you- agree with me. Uh, what are you saying, uh, JB? Volkswagen is that? That's wrong. Survey says. Wait, we got a radio oh, station. Go. We could do that. Not Volkswagen, <laughs> European car maker. All huh. right. While well, you guys uh, think about that, because we've got some great tickets to the Renaissance Festival. Who you makes guys, the Mini Cooper. Mini Cooper is out of. Tell us, JB. Mini Cooper. Where is the Mini Cooper traveling from? Germany. Germany. Oh. Okay. Which really, guys, is uh, BMW badging, JB? Yeah, BMW actually ah, makes Mini Cooper. That's right. Oh. Well, I know you're driving. Some of you guys got hooked. What was the name of that movie that the Mini was in? The one with the little finger pinky thing? And uh, come on, Steve, help me out. Were they, uh, what movie? Movie that the Mini was premiered in. It blew Mini Austin up. Austin Powers. Austin. What's the? Yes. Yeah. So a lot of you watched that movie and become Mini fans. Yeah, baby. Yeah, that's what I was waiting for. Yeah, baby. You big radio guy. And Dr. Evil 
<laughs> Hello, I'm Dr. Evil. That's it. So the Mini Cooper definitely has the BMW uh, underneath. Throw me a freaking bone here, JB. I'm trying to get the answer. <laughs> Hey, you realize on the podcast, we're going to get a lot of crap. Probably. All right. So, JB, dialing in, let's establish some basics. We got a lot of folks driving European vehicles. They're great mechanically. Um, Do they cost more to fix? I mean, some people think that. Do they really? Well, you know, you have to think about it. That They're going to cost a bit more because they have to ship parts. And also, they tend to be a little more high-tech than the U.S. cars do. And you need to have specialists and proper tools and things of that sort to make the repairs. So I'm going to have to say, yes, they need to be a little bit more expensive. What comes to mind, and I'm sure you've seen this in the garage and you listening, may have had um, some radiator hoses replaced on a BMW. You know, on a Chevy, it's in and out, rubber, boom, inlet, outlet, radiator, engine, done. On some of the European platforms, Volkswagen definitely comes to mind. They've incorporated more sensors, uh, coolant temp sensors, things like that, as well as plastic outlets that are incorporated. So now you've got this whole little spaghetti nomenclature. uh, And so you went from a $10 hose to a $40, $50 setup. And so I could see that costing more. The benefit, we mentioned plastic, JB, could be lightweight, maybe. Yeah. Is that Mm -hmm. right? Okay. We're going to distribute... Uh, coolant. I don't know. I'm not an advocate for plastic. Well, I don't know why we went to plastic on this stuff. Plastic's pretty incredible when you think what it does compared to metals and other things of that sort. And, you know, we've always had a bad thing about it because we're still working with it and trying to figure out how to make it even better. Like, when you look at the evolution of plastic in vehicles over the last 20 years, it's come a far away. I don't know. I want the Volkswagen engineers, if you're listening, come to Arizona and test your plastic in our 120-degree temperature. You guys stay tuned. We want to hear from you what European manufacturer is selling more cars here from the United States over to Europe. We want your questions. Yeah, call now. We're going to get some people on the phone. Who do you think it is? 480-655-8870. We got Renaissance Vessel tickets for you. What European manufacturer is selling more cars out of the U.S., exporting them than any other manufacturer? Call us or text us now here on The Pulse. JB, hang on. We'll be right back. Wrench Nation continues next. This is Wrench Nation with your hosts, Frank and Steve. All right, we've been taking your calls and text at 480-655-8870. It's Steve and Frank and JB, the wiser advisor from Bolt-On Technology here on Wrench Nation. The question again, Frank, was... Well, we're talking about people. I know you're on the edge of seat. Some of you pulled off to the side of the road because this will get you some big old turkey this legs. This is the wiser advisor challenge. So I guess, JB, please again repeat the question. Which European manufacturer exports the most vehicles from the United States to the world? All okay, right. we have a lot of guesses. First guess coming from Ray in Maricopa. Ray Serraro, and he says BMW. And the answer is yes. Yes. What? Really? It's BMW. BMW. Yes. All right. And then the the other guest, by the way, was Mercedes. And that was Ross McKinnon and Mesa. Sorry, Ross. All right. I got a challenge. Yes. I got a challenge. Because you think it's Mercedes. Well, I got to tell you, I thought this was Mercedes, uh, JB. But BMW is number one out of uh, Spartanburg, South Carolina. Is that correct? Yes, sir. Actually, they built that plant way back in, um, I think, uh, 2000. Actually, no. 
1994, actually. Holy cow. Way back. And Mercedes wow. is just coming on board with building vehicles in the United States. So the BMW people have been at it for a long time. Oh. Well, they're saying um, the number of people, if you're listening, because this is pretty interesting, um, we're talking like over 400,000 vehicles that are Germany-based, right? Mercedes, BMW, Volkswagen, um, made here. That's a lot. And I, I think I think at one time... And if you're listening and you've got some insight to this, please, we welcome your call, 480-655-8870. I think, JB, the euro, as far as a currency, had something to do with the spread when the euro was like 1.6, correct? Wasn't that an appeal to make it cheaper here? Yeah, the dollar rate was really um, in their favor. And also, the other thing is, North Carolina gave them a heck of a deal. Matter of fact, if you look into the Spartan plant, Spartanburg plant, you're going to find out that it actually generates most of its energy from trash. Whoa, Daddy! So they're so the bot. Wow, that's real green. I mean, so you're talking about we made a vehicle and all that byproduct we can use for electricity. Mm -hmm. That's cool. So Mercedes out of Alabama, they got a huge plant, uh, as well as Volkswagen. The Passat has a Chattanooga, Tennessee plant. Chattanooga. Yeah, so that you guys may be driving around, and, and just so you know, in the garage, uh, when you see your local mechanic or you, you're going to the dealer, the born-on date is that VIN number for us, right? So uh, depending on which digit, it is important that we decode the VIN so a lot of things happen. A, we know it's motors in it. Uh, just because you have a 2.4 motor doesn't mean all 2.4s that you're making model are the same. So the VIN will classify that. Uh, within that, it'll also have origin especially like with toyota i believe the first digit if it's a one it's us if it's a j it's japan correct jb yeah the first digit tells you the country of origin so just know if you guys especially if maybe you got some work lined up this weekend you're going to take on a project stay one step ahead and understand that vin number um and that will help you so that your parts guy uh, doesn't give you the wrong parts, right? You go home and you're ready and you're excited. You got the beer, bam, boom, and oh, I got to go back to the... It's like making trips to Home Depot. That sucks. I'm sorry. I needed a yeah. two by four and it wasn't right. It was pine. But we're talking... <laughs> yeah, we're talking European vehicles. And uh, let's talk about efficiency, uh, JB, with these uh, European vehicles. You had mentioned that a lot of that design, some of the cost, the premium cost, and we're not talking high-end uh, you know, seven series or the the I series for for BMW. We're talking maybe down to three series, the five series. You know, the common man's Beamer that maybe someday as we grow our career, maybe we'll shoot up to the five, and maybe one day I want that that nice seven series. Talk to me about the technology specifically, JB, regarding the modules slash computers. What is up with the uh, the computers and modules in these that that may be different? From a GM. Well, the thing is, is uh, you know, Bosch is German, and Bosch is one of the main companies that makes the computers, the fuel injection systems, and whatnot for these vehicles. And even the American vehicles use a lot of that equipment. They were the first to really delve into the high-end things. Because when you look at the first fuel injection systems, that was Volkswagen. They had the Druck and the Luft system. And what I'm talking about is these two little systems that started it all. They started appearing on Volkswagens and whatnot. So. They just continue to move forward and move forward and move forward. So today the vehicles are extremely electronic, and that makes it a little difficult to fix them if you don't know what you're doing, if you don't have the right parts. Yeah, and what comes to mind, a lot of you driving right now, this is so critical. 
And you guys know, you've been hanging with us for a while. We, we don't preach, but we will always lay it out there. Uh, if, if, if we mention something that could save you money, you better take heed because it will. Specifically, we're talking uh, direct injection, correct? On these, on these uh, Audis and Volkswagen, correct, JB? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. So one of the problems, guys, you are experiencing right now, perhaps you got a check engine light, perhaps you don't, carbon buildup with these specific injection systems and the way the air induction is designed, not to get fancy people with you, but carbon is a major enemy. And in fact, there is a process if we go too far out with I would equate it to plaque buildup on your teeth. All right. Toothbrush is That's not going to exactly take right. care of it. No, you need a hammer. You're going to hammer? You're going to need, like, <laughs> you know, it's painful. And a chisel. So what I'm saying is that, and JB, let's dive into this. I hope none of you listening had to recently have a walnut shell slash peen removal of this carbon. In other words, you guys may get some stuff and pour it in the tank and, you know, some cleaner and say, ah, that'll clean my carbon. No, man. No We're talking nope. like physical surgery, mechanical removal to access this carbon buildup almost as like take an oven that's been sitting in a hundred-year-old house. And Mama Leone was cooking brownies every single day. The picture of what those brownies look like inside that <laughs> cavern of an oven yeah. is what's sitting on those valves. So, JB, have you ever – I never have. We don't do this service in the shop. But, I mean, we do the air induction services all day long, but we've never done the walnut uh, peen and, she, you know, getting in with walnut shells. Yeah. To, have you ever well, ex- actually, done that? Actually, actually dating myself, uh, we, when I worked for Ford a long time ago as a technician, we actually got that equipment to build car, to take carbon out of certain engines that were building it up, even though they weren't direct injection. Right. And the reason they're using the walnuts is because if something gets left behind, it doesn't damage the engine. It burns up. Right. It goes away. Right. I mean, years ago, a lot of you listening are saying, oh, this fancy schmancy. We used to just get water and pour it in our carburetor and blow her out. No, no, no. You can't do that today with the, the sensitive sensors and technology as well as that catalytic converter. But just understand, if there's a takeaway for this European show, guys, listening, be extra cautious and I think, I think your visit while you're getting an oil service, you'd want to ask if you've got a European vehicle, um, specifically Volkswagen, Audis, um, those direct injection systems, just ask that question. Hey, guys, I want to be proactive, or gals. There's a lot of great female mechanics in the valley and across the country. Ask them, is there any specific extra teeth cleaning? Because, man, I don't want to do that. Possibly, what, $1,200, $1,500 tear my intake apart to do that. So remember, be proactive with that black broccoli carbon. Uh, those injection systems are very sensitive. Uh, JB, um, do you miss the old Volkswagen Beetle where things were real simple to, like, work <laughs> on, man? Oh, uh, yeah, I love that, baby. That was so nice, so easy, and um, they were fun to drive. Yeah, no doubt. Um I, uh, as a kid, I remember Steve going to football practice and I, and I knew way back, I was seven yeah. and we were on our way in a Volkswagen Beetle, you know, did you helmet. call it Herbie? No, man, I was, <laughs> I was into, I was getting ready for the game. Right. And, right. And I had the, you know, shoulder pads and helmet and all packed in and dude, the car, like I was in the back seat, you know, dad was driving and the car caught on fire while oh. we were driving. 
and I'm in the back seat. I'm right. looking at flames. And mind you, this is New York. Like right, it's and the busy. engines in the back, and people are not looking in New York. Right. Like, like, oh, fire, no big deal. Like, oh, fire moving. in a car, no big deal. It's you New know, York. it's New York. It's okay. So we pulled Things out, and somebody got some water. Yeah. Put the fire out. <laughs> we restarted it and went. You back. see a bucket brigade happening. I showed up, and so as a kid, I remember. Wow, Volkswagen, they're tanks. You know, they're sure. You know, and I think I think yep. Dad had a simple fix. It was like a twenty dollar rubber fuel hose and a filter and. Man, I miss. Don't you miss that? You listening? I know you miss this. You miss working on the easy stuff on your in your driveway. And well, remember the real funky thing that they used to do with their window washer fluid? They used to have a spare in the front of the car, and they used to use the air pressure from the spare to drive I, the fluid to oh my clean goodness. your window. Uh, you are dating yourself, my friend. Yeah, yeah. We we love you though, but that is cool, Steve. So I just remember the ones on the back that you'd turn backwards and spray the car behind you. Now you can't even get a spare. <laughs> they give yeah. you a little can of Paul Mitchell aerosol type of spray yeah. doopity doo in the tire and you call I it a day. Wow, yeah. It's Paul crazy. Mitchell. But uh JB, I gotta I gotta make an announcement. For those of you guys listening, stay tuned because uh, we've covered some of the basics. This is the European special show with if you're driving a Volkswagen or BMW, we want you to call in. You may have concerns. We got Matt Huff with Huff's Automotive out in Chandler. Uh, the dude is a champion. Uh, he's a leader in the industry as far as technology, runs a great business. We're going to probe Mr. Matt Huff. We're going to dig into his brain about the Europeans. And for you guys listening that may have a Land Rover, uh, I, 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 I can't do an English accent, uh, but... Hello, I can do an English accent. <laughs> or is that Australian? Thank you. It's always good to have a radio guy by Hello, it's side. Paul and John. Hello, so Ringo. We, we got Matt Huff with Huff's Automotive. He's going to join Matt us. Matt Huff at with the Huff's Automotive. Hour, it's not Huff, it's Huff. <laughs> hour two. But uh, before we do that, I'd like to explore a little bit of the specific problems. We talked about carbon because I really want to give you guys a lot of takeaway. You know, I don't want to get technical with you people. I want to get it real and raw so you're armed up to how to take care of your stuff. Speak mechanics speak, and if you're fixing your own ride, you have a little bit of a one-up and an edge, and maybe you didn't get a bad YouTube video you watched, and it wasn't right, and it's not right. You know, there's a lot of noise out there. BMW had some specific problems. Uh, I know I've seen this in the garage a lot, and that was with door locks. These uh, door locks can be a problem with BMW. I've seen my fair share. So you're driving. You guys listening may think initially there's a problem with your key fob. And that's a good, go for the easy, low-lying fruit there, right? You, maybe I need a battery in my key fob. You go to unlock and it doesn't work. Well, I would just say if you have that problem, and in fact for any car with a door lock actuator, listen, man, spend the money and go with original equipment. Now, what does that mean? Well, in terms of buying parts, people, especially with the European, and Matt Huff's going to join us and talk about some of his nightmare stories where maybe he was a hero to his customer and wanted to keep it less expensive, bought an offshoot brand, and he ended up eating a lot of labor. That car mm. kept coming back. So this is the key with European vehicles. And yes, for that matter, I'm going to say all, including your Chevy pickup. Go with Very original nice. equipment, people. Be careful. There are people, and I love my Vietnamese people, but there's some folks in Vietnam making parts right now, and you can buy them <laughs> for half the price. So be careful. JB, the wiser advisor from Bolt-On Technology, you killed it today. You tested us, and I want to see you back next week. You better get better with that challenge. With another challenge, yes. Yeah. Ooh, <laughs> All right. Thank you, JB. Bolt-On Technology, boltontechnology.com. 
We're going to do a quiz next, aren't we? Yeah, we're going to test your knowledge. This won't be too difficult, but I think we got some big prizes. Stay yeah, 480-655-8870. Call now if you want to do the quiz with us. 480-655-8870. We'll get you tickets to the Renaissance Festival. You can have four of them, all right? 480-655-8870. Call now. Wrench Nation continues next on The Pulse. Wrench Nation Car Talk. Call or text your questions now. 480-655-8870. All right, let's get somebody on the phone right now. 480-655-8870 for the Wrench Nation Car Quiz. 480-655-8870. Call right now. You can win Arizona Renaissance Festival tickets, and I'll throw in Krispy Kreme donuts and Dutch Bros and all kinds of great stuff. Call now. Yeah, we got a jam-packed show still remaining. You guys are hanging. Take a little break. Take a deep breath. This is your show, but we want to kind of quiz you. You guys got some automotive knowledge, whether you've been hanging out with us for a little bit for the last couple of years, or perhaps you just think you're the Wikipedia on wheels. We got some questions for you, and the idea is that we want you to answer two of the three questions right. That's simple. 480-655-8870, and I'll even be your, uh, your lifeline. We Your have, phone a friend. This is not going to be easy. That is me. We didn't make it Google friendly. 480-655-8870. Call now and we'll get you on the air. We'll start playing. Yeah. So to recap, guys, remember with these European vehicles, look like anything else, you know, we all can agree. And we're all, look, we've all been there. No one here is special in terms of, well, I stay on top of maintenance every single, you know, we strive to take care of our stuff. Right. That's the bottom line. And if you're that person that, man, I'm 2,000 miles over my old change now, just know today you can change that. Because ultimately, not just with European vehicles, you will cost more buckets in the ducats. That wallet is going to, look, you're taking away Disneyland money is the way I look at it. So stay on top of that. We got Matt Huff with Huff's Automotive. He's going to dive in. He is a European specialist and a Land Rover specialist. When I say specialist, we're talking a major investment in training people. That specialist name is just not thrown around. Investment in technology, the tools, right. lots of training. I mean, you guys know, listening, whatever it is that you're seeking out for service, whether it be a mechanic, an automotive technician, you better make sure they got some training behind them and they're not, you know, the guy was working on the roof and now he's fixing your car. Exactly. So that's what it's about. So 480-655-8870. We it doesn't look nice... like anybody wants to play, so maybe you want to play with me. Well, I think let's hold <laughs> off on <laughs> all it. All right, all right. Let's hold off in it. I think Where I'm... are you, people? Come on, 480-655-8870. Well, Don't be afraid. I think realistically. I think some people are afraid to be embarrassed. That's why they'd rather text than call in. Well, we all love each other. Don't worry. Grab your hands and just chill out a little bit. I think yeah. we want to dive in a little bit more uh, on the the European side of vehicles. And I want to just tap into brake systems. A lot of you listening, um, you may have a Chevy, right? And you do your own brakes. And that's that's cool. Brakes are not difficult, right? I wouldn't do I it. always said this, and you guys can agree. I did my agree. own brakes, I'd be smashing through somebody's house. Fixing cars is not difficult. Right. What is difficult is how do we arrive to what's broken and did we actually fix it? Sure. Did we get in trouble in that process? And the reason why I bring up brakes is because I got to tell you, in the arena of European vehicles, there are some particulars, and you can get yourself into trouble. Uh, for example, on a standard brake pad for, let's say, a Chevy, okay. there's a little metal tab that sticks out, 
and that's your little sensor, right? That's sure. going to scrape on the rotor. Right. You guys know pad starts thinning. Yeah. That's going to scrape and wee wee. You got to squeak, take it in, or you just oh time for brakes. Right. On these European vehicles, some of you may be buying brake pads, not giving attention to the brake rotors and not giving attention to the electronic the electronic sensor. Sure. There's actually a wire connector, and it's a little different. My point is with brakes, do not skimp. Follow the guidelines. Treat yourself to the proper type repair because that'll save you anguish. You can't cheat. Some of you are cheating. You're not resurfacing your rotors. Uh, you're saying, I don't need to. Do the job right, especially in the European arena because that's going to affect a lot of things uh, as it relates to traction control and some of these other stability control systems. It starts to turn into a domino effect. I'd also like to kind of switch gears with you guys. Uh, I wanted to kind of squeeze this into the shout outs. Um, hey, are you going to Russo and Steel this weekend? I'm going to be out there on Saturday, and I'm really grateful. Drew Alcazar was on the show last, last week, week yep. and I love Russo and Steel. It is a different experience, people. There is a family experience. You guys have the little ones. You want to get excited about you know, classic cars. It's an approachable environment. Sometimes we get intimidated, all these fancy, expensive cars, or for that matter, just nice-looking cars, and we feel that you know we can't participate because there's an auction going on. Let's face it. Some of us would rather just go to the local street fair and check out cars comfortably. I will tell you that Russo and Steel is not that environment. Sure, there's auctioning going on. Bring your wallet. You can buy a, a ride of your dreams there, uh, an affordable ride. You know, it's not out of touch. Well, you can just dream. So I'm going to be out there <laughs> Saturday, uh, you know, and we're going we're gonna to do some live. And they're up at the, uh, the field of talking stick there. Right. Fields. Yeah, we're yep. going to go out there. And so what I would like you guys to do listening, if you haven't done this already, get on a Wrench Nation Facebook. Just tap a quick like, man. We're not there to sell you anything. I just want to take you guys on a journey. And some of that's the visual piece where we're going to do a live. And specifically, I don't know if I'm going to pull it off, but they got that Corvette Cheetah. And that is like a rare collector piece. And you're going to buy it? No. Oh. Yeah, we got, hey, no, geez, no. Well, you said you don't know if you're going to pull it off. I thought maybe you'd bid, you know, like 600 bucks. No, I want to take, take you guys there, right? I mean, I'd love to see you sure. there. Go out. It's not expensive. Go out, and I'll be out there. And so get on a Wrench Nation Facebook, and we'll do a live stream. If you can't make it and you've got prior events or, you know, kids want to watch a little something, kind of get an idea in the feel, I invite you to get on a Wrench Nation Facebook and check that out. Um, you know, Steve, have you, I mean, you, did you say you had a Volkswagen Beetle? No, I didn't have Never one. had a European vehicle. Uh, no, I have not. Interesting. None of my family members, my, you know, my uncle worked at Ford. Yeah. So pretty much it was Ford's because we had to deal with that. Yeah. And none of us ever purchased a European vehicle still to this day. You know, it my, always, my direct family. It always fascinates me. And I'm just going to just tell you guys straight up. I, I, you know, I'm not boasting here, but I've got close to 50 thousand visits with cars in my career 50,000 wow and it's not just like like they're not all I didn't fix them all guys a lot of them I did and then I kind of segued you know I run a garage sure but I'm just telling you 50,000 or so instances where we get into the psyche of why people buy what they buy um maybe perhaps why they made the decision why and I got to tell you something if you guys are listening and I'm going to give you some straight real and raw you are looking for a car. Tax season is coming. 
And by the way, we've got Wally Cahill is coming up later. He's going to do the new car review. So stick around. But you guys are looking for a car for your college student. Ah, right? yes. I'm going to tell you right now. This is straight up. Let's just face it. A lot of our young ladies, they love the Volkswagens. Sure. They're the Jettas. Let's just face it. They're they're cool. They're fast. They still have the Cabriolet. They're, um, I'm sure they're still. Uh, yeah. 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 I mean, yeah. I'm not. Look, I'm not repping right. Volkswagen. I can tell you how they run. And, but all I'm saying is I have seen, and I'm saying this respectfully, if you are looking to buy a Volkswagen, ladies, and you are in college right now, if you do not pre-purchase, inspect that vehicle, I can tell you that in my garage, there's a high amount of anxiety. If you bought it, brought if you bought it first, brought it into the shop, and then we tell you the bad news. Pre-purchase inspection for Volkswagens, ladies. I'm talking to you. Trust me on that. All right, 480-655-8870 is our phone number. It is Wrench Nation, of course, wrenchnation.tv online. Wrench Nation on iTunes every Sunday, uploading the podcast. Wrench Nation on Facebook and Twitter. And we'll be back with more Wrench Nation in the 4 o'clock hour. Hour number two coming up next. Wrench Nation Car Talk. Call or text your questions now. 480-655-8870. Yes, we're back with more Wrench Nation here. And you, of course, can call at any time at 480-655-8870. Two hours every week, 3 p.m. to 5 p.m. That's right. Tell your friends, man. This is your place. Car Talk Culture Community. It's your show. Don't be intimidated, man. We are super friendly. And you guys rock. If you're catching this on the replay on the podcast, welcome back. We went to two hours because he just wanted more of that info. And plus, we talk a lot. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> we like to talk a lot. That's it. And so Our guests like back. to talk a lot. Yeah. You know, we're talking uh, uh, kind of, I don't know if you can call it a special edition, but I thought it would be appropriate to talk to those driving the BMWs and Mercedes, uh, Volkswagens, Land Rovers. And in studio, we're really grateful to have uh, Matt Huff from Huff's Automotive. Rock on. Welcome in studio, brother. How's it going, Frank? Good. So, um, you know, we've known each other for a bit, and we've been neighbors, actually, down in Chandler and Dobson. Um, tell me the piece. I, you know, when we first met in terms of Land Rover, which that's a rarity to have a... Tell me your background with Land Rover. Well, I worked for Land Rover after I graduated from AEI for about 15 years. Okay. I was shop foreman down in San Diego. I moved back here in 2008. Right. And we have another guest in studio. Please introduce your full name and your, what, what do you do there? Go ahead. Uh, I'm Michael Huff, Matt's son. Oh, look at that. Yeah. You got father and son. This man is smart. He wants to retire soon. He's training the son. I like that. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so um, two sons over there. Two, I know you do. I'm just being silly. <laughs> I know your whole family. And uh, so if you're listening, um, Huff's Automotive is a great outfit. Uh, they do specialize in the European platforms. Land Rover is an emphasis, which is hard to find, um, you know, a Land Rover technician. What's so different? I mean, like, what's different with a Land Rover technician? For us, it's easy because we're trained on Land Rover, right? So you got to think like the British. Ah. But for anybody else that doesn't know Land Rover, it just throws them for a loop. Ah, that's why I'd explain. While we're eating pizza next door, you guys are having tea and biscuits over there. I see how Absolutely. you are. Yeah, Michael, you started in this industry. What inspired you? I mean, I know dad didn't force you. What was like, what inspired you to work on Europeans and Land Rovers? I mean, you know, to start, it was the challenge mostly. Uh, okay. I did go here to Evit. Um, you did go to Evit. Rock yeah. on. We got an Evit graduate. Nice job. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So no, we got great. shout outs. Yeah, yeah. Mr. Baker, uh, all them, they they motivated me. Um, they taught me all that I know. So yeah. from there, you know, I, I learned the base for American cars and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. Going to the European was just a great challenge. And 
Mm. The technology that they use always fascinated me because it's a little bit more advanced and it more is. performance and stuff. Well, I like the idea of specialty. I think, I think, Matt, you probably had a point in your career where you could have said, like we are, we're full service. And, and quite frankly, there are cars that we send over to you that we just don't speak that language. You know, our, our common goal, and a lot of you garage owners that are listening, we want to serve our client, man. This ain't a sales pitch or anything. If we can't fix it, we're not going to waste your time. Tell me about the tooling that makes European vehicles. So if I was comfortable with my Honda going to the corner garage, but I'm bringing a BMW in. The training and tooling is is absolutely the training yeah. and the tooling. My guys are sent to full extensive training on European cars, on Mercedes Benz, Land Rover, Jaguar, Porsche. You know all of those right. the big the big name European cars and the education and the scanners and equipment used and the knowledge to go behind that is just critical. Yeah, yeah. So um, we talked about this carbon buildup, and for you listening, really just a quick carbon like a black broccoli. Uh, you know, your Chevy, your Fords, they can build up. Uh, actually, as all manufacturers are evolving, tolerances are tighter. I mean, we have air induction systems, uh, you know, the size of a coffee straw. So I, I think it's important to let the listener know about this carbon. Tell Absolutely. us about that, man. So you're, the American cars are just seeing this now, but the European cars have, have seen been this for, for a 10 while. years. Yeah, yeah. You know, all these cars with direct injection they're building up carbon and it's trashing their injectors. It's ruining their. Now, when you say trashing, pumps. what does that mean? Well, instead of what it, are my symptoms? I'm. I don't want to know. I just drive. I want performance. What am I going to feel? Poor performance. Poor gas mileage. They'll actually get to the point where the injectors get stuck open and flood out the, the cylinders. I see. And actually lock up the engine. Michael, you ever see when we talk about flooding out cylinders? Some of our mechanics listening that hang with the show. Uh, that's raw fuel into the exhaust, which creates a really high temperature occurrence in the catalytic converter have you seen that in the garage yeah you know what's crazy is on the newer rovers uh you want to do those fuel injector cleaners because we've had them come on on the tow truck now hang on fuel injector cleaners a lot of folks listening right now say hey autozone and no no disrespect to autozone they right. they serve a purpose and they do an awesome job but most folks think a fuel injector cleaner is let's pour something in the tank right michael what are you saying about that fuel injector cleaner so when it comes to the carbon buildup like you were talking about, internal engine components and the fuel injectors, the only way you can clean them is by running the car off of a very potent fuel injector cleaner to break up that, because carbon's really hard like a rock. All right, so here's the picture. I'm going to paint it for you listening. Some of you rejoining Wrench Nation, we're talking about the carbon buildup. We've got uh, Matt Huff and Michael Huff, son, uh, son and uh, father team uh, over at Huff's Automotive. Think about this. We're talking about carbon and not the intake cleaner, but actually what we're talking about, I stopped breathing. I'm in the emergency room. I now have a life support system. We are bypassing the fuel pump when we do this cleaner. Right. Talk about that. How does that work? All you do is you disable the fuel pump. You want to take all the power away from that. Okay. You're going to tie into the fuel system. So instead of your car running off of gas, you're running off of a cleaner. You're running on that cleaner. For about 25 minutes. Slowly. Slowly, yeah. It's going right. to slowly clean it. You're going to let it run for a long time. You'll actually see. Why am I doing that? What's that doing to the carbon? It's, well, it has to soften it up before okay. it burns it so off. Okay, so it's emulsifying. It's, it's kind of yeah. breaking it up. Because you were talking about that walnut shell earlier. Yeah. Uh, the reason why they have to do that is because the carbon's real hard to get off of there. Yeah, equated to a hundred, I mean, hundred-year-old oven, and you got that stuff baked on. And you look at the cost difference. The car, the, that walnut shell is two, three thousand dollars. It's very expensive. Where if you do a, a BG treatment, you're only taking about three, four hundred bucks. All right. So BG for you guys listening. I will just say BG doesn't pay me or us or anybody, but the BG is an authority in the chemical side of how we flush things. Now, I'm careful about flush. 
I'm sorry. I'm careful about it. But this right now, we've talked, we're talking about technicians, not a car wash. And I love you car washes, but I'm sorry. You guys are selling these. You're trying to sell stuff. I'm yep. sorry. Yep. And yeah, I'm going to get hate on it, but I'm not into this kind of thing. We're talking about a service to prevent other problems, not Absolutely. for a fast buck. How often, talk to me, Michael, on the BM, which platform are you saying? Let's break oh. it down for the listeners. Well, Volkswagen, how often do I need to do this treatment? You want to do the treatment every 15,000 miles. Maximum. That's yeah. maybe once a year. Once yeah, a year. Or some people that don't drive very much, maybe every two years, right? Okay. And, and to it, put it this yeah. way, so if you do your fuel injector cleaner, you're keeping it clean for a long term, you are going to save yourself money because you're looking, let's talk Land Rover, fuel injector job on that car, you're looking about $7,000 because these fuel injectors are a couple, couple hundred bucks a piece. Yeah. So you spend the money, and you, you don't have to have that. And then on top of that, you're only coming in for your service. You're not coming in on a tow truck because the, the heartache of, of having that experience. Is Man, I just, part. I don't know. I'm, I'm upset. Uh, you know, Steve, what I get upset, I'm listening, I'm listening to you guys in your minds right now, listening to the show. And this show is not about selling anything, man. In fact, it's one of the reasons why we got together. Right. I don't know. No, I didn't want to do it if it was a commercial. Friend, you, you had no, but the thing, what's going in my mind that, right. right now, I'm a little frustrated. What's going in my mind, and you guys can agree. And again, I'm careful how I say it, but I'm going to just say it. It just, when we mention fuel injection service, some in the industry have diluted that as a fast yeah. buck, it's and it's ruined oil. it. Snake oil, yeah. Thank you. And that's why we mentioned BG. And thank you, BG, because this is a serious shout-out. If you are to buy a product, BG is a decent product that gets the job done. Um, so understand the carbon. I don't want to beat a dead horse. Uh, Matt Huff and Michael Huff, Huff's Automotive, uh, you, can, you can reach them. But I want to move on here. For, for those of you in the summer, you don't have to be in Arizona. Once a vehicle gets to operating temperature, it's at operating temperature. Things can go awry. You have a vehicle in the garage right now that was leaking coolant. And um, it went from so much money to, like, it got expensive, could have been avoided. Tell us about what happened with that cooling system. Well, cooling system is very important. People think they see the, a, a leak on their cooling system. They think, well, I'll go ahead and wait next month or next week or wait till payday. That's the tragedy that they go through. You run around with the coolant leak. It gets worse immediately or before you know it. Next thing you know, instead of needing a $200 hose, you need a $20,000 engine. All right, again, guys, we're not preaching. Every oil service, I don't care where you're going. Own your wallet. That means I'm going to make sure these folks understand the language of my car, the language of me. In other words, I don't, you know, as a consumer, I don't want to hear all this technical talk. I want what's in it for me, and I want it broken down. The services that we are describing will save you money. We got a call on the we line. We do, actually. Uh, we don't like to take phone calls right away because they hold on for a while. But Jared's on the phone, has a 2008 Toyota Prius. Jared, hello. Welcome to Wrench Nation. Hi. Thanks for having me. So what's your question? So it's actually not so much about the, the Prius itself. I guess it kind of applies to any car, but... Uh, the other day I was uh, filling up the tires, and I was looking on the side of the tire, and it says, you know, 44 PSI, and so I was filling it up. My dad comes up behind me, and he says, you're doing it wrong. Uh, what do you mean I'm doing it wrong? Well, what were you doing? Did you, you, what were you trying to do? Were you not putting air? What were you Did you put, put your what, lips what? on it? And, uh... <laughs> <laughs> Jared, we want to help you. What'd you. What happened? Well, so he says that I was filling it up right, but he says you're, you're not supposed to put 44 in. He says, look inside the inside door of the driver car, you know, the driver door there, and it says you should use 35 PSI. Oh, yes, sir. It doesn't matter what it says on the tire. 
you do what it says on the door. And yes. I've never heard that before. And I, I'm not so sure how much I believe him. I don't know. So <laughs> Well, I'll tell you. Uh, the door? <laughs> poor guy. He just wants to put air in his tires and go to work <laughs> or school. Leave the man alone. I got to tell you, Dad is right. Uh, for you listening, uh, the, the, the fact, uh, and this isn't guesswork. This isn't, well, the elevator man told me or my uncle said, the door, driver's side, there'll be a label that's what dictates what goes in there for tire pressure. Wow. Uh, and so I'll have to agree. So you don't have to be all technically inclined. I'm going to carry Matt Huff yeah, carry over. Him in, yeah. uh, lots of good information. Yeah, we'll, we we'll also, break up the segment into yeah, two. Yeah, we got Wally Cahill doing a new car review. So maybe you're uh, getting tax money that's coming. Maybe you want to buy a new car and not see your mechanic at all, maybe. Uh, so we got a new car review. Hang in. We got, uh, we got the Huff boys in from Huff's Automotive next. Ranch Nation continues. Don't go anywhere. RanchNation.tv. Ranch Station on Facebook and Twitter. We want you to like it today. And, of course, the podcast on iTunes. Car talk, car culture, car tips, car music, all that is car. This is Wrench Nation with your hosts, Frank and Steve. Uh, the godfather from Detroit's on the phone, Billy Knuckles. Hey, Billy, how's it going? Oh, hello. This is Billy Knuckles Brokaw reporting from Detroit. <laughs> well, all right, Billy Knuckles, the Interstate Auto Care. We love you, brother. You uh, you know the Detroit Auto Show is happening, and you are from Detroit. What is going down with the Detroit Auto Show this year? What are you seeing out in Detroit, man? You know, first thing is uh, I'm uh, Tom's older brother. I'm just a lot more Brokaw. You, are you Billy Knuckle Brokaw? Billy Brokaw. All right, well. Welcome back, what but we're, <laughs> we got about a minute with this because we got Matt Huff in studio. And we got a new car review coming, but tell the yes, people, sir. paint a picture. What's happening in Detroit other than it's uh, seriously blankety blank cold out there? You what's know, happening? As a as a person in the industry and as a driver, uh, you know, as uh, I guess what I have to say is this is the dawn of such a fantastic era in transportation. Now there are some of us that love the car for the fact that we get in it and we like to drive it. Yeah. But hopefully, hopefully what this year represents at the Detroit Auto Show is we're going to start seeing autonomous vehicles start to do what you and I and, and 99% of our industry has, has do this for a reason, and that is for the safety of the motoring public. Yeah, I agree with you. Uh, so Ford announced 40 electric vehicles in four years. Is there some buzz in Detroit around that? That's oh, like, yeah. That's well, huge. It's not just Ford. It's VW coming in. It's BMW. There's, there's not an automaker that is going to be relevant that isn't looking at autonomous vehicle technology coming on in its various forms. And I know you're, you've got the smartest listeners in our industry. They understand that there's five stages in, in autonomous vehicles. We're only at the beginning of this right now. Yeah. You know, the steering wheel is still in the vehicle. Picture a vehicle one day without a steering wheel. Oh, snap. Oh, my goodness. I don't know. I, I saw this article. No steering wheel. Oh, snap. It's coming. It's coming. Man, I don't wow. know. It's yeah. coming, but I just want to fix cars. You said it best, though. I will say this in representing all the automotive technicians in-house and across the country. We just want to keep you guys safe, man. I mean, and, yeah. and not overspend. And we'll do it even if you ain't got a steering wheel. Billy Knuckles, thank you for tuning. Hey, we, we had a very short amount of time. We're going to get right. you back on the show. I want to bring Matt <laughs> Huff back in. Uh, Matt and Michael Huff, a lot of good information coming out of Huff's Automotive. We were talking about sort of the, like, gosh, the people here, preventative maintenance, and they automatically kind of connect that with maybe, oh, that garage is trying to sell me stuff. Do you think we need to do a better job 
presenting value. Have we done a poor job of that with people? Absolutely. I think they need to be educated. Um, I, you know, I have several customers we were talking about earlier that are running 250, 350,000 miles, original transmission, original power plant, everything. And that was just because of maintenance. I had actually one customer that did his, his coolant flush every 20,000 miles, got 250,000 miles on his water pump. Yeah. Which is just ridiculous, but it's because they're doing maintenance. Maintenance is a huge key. Huge key. If you guys are listening, uh, look, I'm not preaching, man. I want your take. If you're driving and you've been to like five mechanics and and you're like, Frank, I'm not buying it. Every time I go in, they talk about, I want to hear from you right now, 480-655-8870. I want to get into your mind as to what mechanics, automotive technicians may be doing wrong by you and you just hear a spiel, you hear sort of this song, and you don't really buy into it uh, because you're saying getting higher mileage out of these engines almost can't happen without a, without a regular oil service and maintenance. Talk to me about this cooling system. Look, the, the cooling system is, is, is a very important. One thing I was talking about you earlier, I just remembered, they're having a whole problem with timing change getting stretched now because people are, one thing, using the wrong oil because they're going for the cheapest oil change in town. All right, the timing chain is keeping time of the engine. camshafts, crankshaft. Yep. Understand if you're listening without getting too crazy, if your timing goes off, it's like putting your shoes on backwards and maybe throwing your glasses out. Yep. You may walk, but it's going to be funky and you're going to fall. So and it's going to cost you thousands of dollars to fix that problem. So if you're not, talk to me. So we're talking engine oil. Yep. Tell yep. us about that. So the manufacturer designs your engine. It's designed for a certain, a certain kind of oil. For okay. instance- a Mercedes-Benz BMW is going to take a 530 full synthetic or maybe a 040, 540. That's what it's designed for that engine. So you can't, like, 084, you can't be messing with a 5820. Yeah, no. What can happen? You're going to eventually, running that through time, it's going to stretch those timing chains. I actually have five timing chain jobs in my shop right now, not of regular customers. They've come to me after they've been going to someplace else where we're putting the, you know, the wrong oils in, and they come to find out, whoa, I really made a big problem. I've stretched my timing chain. And we've actually verified this with BMW of North America. Oh, this is dangerous. This is dangerous. People are listening now. What do I do? I've been getting service. It seems to be doing okay. I mean, gosh, you want to think that I can pay a mechanic or a service center and not worry about it. If I want to do due diligence, what's the holy grail for engine oil, where do consumers find that? If they don't know you, maybe they'll call you, but in their owner's manual? Yes, in their owner's manual. It's absolutely there. If they don't have an owner's manual, they can actually go on the manufacturer's website. But the key thing is go to a reputable shop that you can trust and you know that those those mechanics I don't know you, Matt. I don't know you, Mike. You good-looking guys. I'm a first-visit client. What are you going to tell me? Take a look at my reviews on Google. Okay. And on Sure Critic, and you're going to right. see the hundreds of five star reviews that show that we're honest, and we're going to show you, and we're going to we're we're going to make less money, but we're going to take care of your car correctly. And look, we always talk about this here. We're not he- we're not here. Economies need to happen, and folks need to get paid. In fact, I'll tell you right now, some of you going to these places where guess what? They're paying mechanics minimum wage, and that's when I get sick and stupid. You heard me right. You cannot get a longevity of a relationship or the proper repair with a minimum wage mechanic. And if you're listening and you're paying a mechanic dirt nothing, screw you. 
You need to pay him. I'm telling you, I'm speaking for the industry. And I'm sorry I get hot because I can. It's my show. I think you want consistency but for you your customer and for your business. For, right? Come yeah. on, guys. Exactly. I mean, look, I'm going to just paint this picture before we get on to this new car review. The economy collapsed. And what happened was businesses, including automotive repair shops, they had to tighten it up. And instead of tightening up some fixed expenses, like maybe dealing more on their rent or dealing more and, and maybe going after the right marketing, what did they do? They went out and beat up the mechanic. And they said, hey, we're not paying you. Guys left. And they left mad. And I'm sorry. I'm speaking loud and clear. And Matt Huff, part of what you do, and a lot of you good guys and gals, is you've decided that if we're going to provide value for our clients and have a relationship, we got to pay mechanics properly and you're going to get better value. Speak to me on that. Well, absolutely. My shop is not a flat rate shop. My guys do not get paid piecework. They get paid for every hour that they're in the shop. They get paid good money. And their, their main goal is to keep the customer happy, keep the customer's cars in their cars, and keep the customers coming back. And Ed, a lot of that has to do with honesty. honesty. You have a relationship. Not, a lot of you mechanics working in these garages, and for Joe Consumer listening, a uh, mechanic is stressed out because that job has got to be done. And what happens? Management comes over, oh, that job's got to be done. And what do they do? They cut corners. You don't cut corners. Nope. Tell us, I, I'm a mechanic working for you, and it's 4 o'clock, and I come to you and say, hey, boss, it's going to carry you over to tomorrow. Then it carries over. You don't let that job leave without the, being right. The first, the first thing and rule of, of my shop is you're always honest to the customer. You always take care of the customer. That's what keeps the customer coming. That's what keeps you in longevity. That's yeah. what keeps you going. Amen to that, man. And I'm sorry. I went on a rant, Steve, but I got, nah, a lot I, got of, I got mechanics from over the I country. I go on rants all the time. And gosh, we You've need respect me. in this industry. Stay tuned, guys. We're going to come back. Hey, Andy's on the phone. Hang on, Andy. What Andy, do you what do you, got? what do you got, Andy? Hey, what's up, guys? Uh, yeah, I'm. you said um, you wanted people to call in who go to a bunch of mechanics. Yeah, yeah. I have. You know, I've been to mechanics all over the valley, and I just feel like it's a bunch of BS. Sometimes, you know. I'll agree with you. I'm going to tell you right now, Andy, dude, I agree with you. I'm I not going to sit here. There yeah. And, you know, I fork out a bunch of money, and I'm not sure what's going on behind the scenes. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, I get you. Do you go to the shops that give you digital inspections, like a, like a bolt-on technology or something where you get the digital printout where they're texting you while it happens and showing you oh, pictures? No. No. No, I've never even heard of that. All right, See, well, listen up. They I'm have gonna, that. I'm going to tell you straight place. up. Yeah. A lot of garages. Matt, you got it. We use it in our garage. And I, listen, Andy, I'm not saying this endocurial, but I'll tell you what. If there's a sign... On that bay door that says, customer lot let in the garage because of insurance, BS. So this is what I say, Andy. You are going to do your research. And first off, you can reach me personally. I'll make sure you're in good hands, and I'll back that up. But I'm just telling you, there's a lot of women and men. If you need to get in a garage and it's show and tell, you, most garages, Matt, you will show people. And you'll not only show them, but you'll tell them what can wait. Absolutely. I love to show people what's wrong with their car, and I love to tell them what they don't need to do. Andy, I take this serious. You better stay in touch. I want to get you in good hands. What part of town are you in? Uh, I'm in Chandler. All right. We got plenty of garages. I come to the station on Thursdays, Frank, so I'm going to be asking about you. Well, you you do that, and uh, you know if you can't make it to my place, if you drive a European hubs next door, I take it serious, and I speak to all of you. Ranch Nation is about trying to protect your damn wallet. Money's too damn respectable. Don't waste it. Don't be afraid to interview that mechanic. Get comfortable with them. Get to know them. 
That's what they want. They yeah. want you to know them. They want to know you. Well, all right. We got Wally Cahill from Channel 3 hanging out. He's coming back with a new car review. Maybe you're spending a little tax money. Uh, we're going to review a bunch of cars. Uh, stay tuned. French Nation continues next. Car talk, car culture, car tips, car music, all that is car. This is Wrench Nation with your hosts, Frank and Steve. All right, welcome back, guys. Wrench Nation, Frank and Steve hanging with you. Uh, we appreciate you guys hanging, your calls. You can always text us, 480-655-8870. Join in the conversation. This isn't, look, man, I don't like experts. We don't, we're not experts. We are just passionate automotive people trying to help as many of you as we can. Uh, we talked uh, uh, the European vehicles. We thought this was important. I want to just tell you because the Huff boys are gone. They had to get back to the garage. Please visit with them, Huff's Automotive European on Facebook. I will post up, as we always do on our Facebook, Wrench Nation. Good guys. All the, they are good guys. And you guys don't know, behind the scenes, there's a lot of training. Those that are taking their businesses and their relationships are serious. We had Andy call in. I'm sorry. Yeah, you guys know me. If you rib me right, I'm, I'm, and I believe in this, and I don't want to beat a dead horse, but there's a certain right way to do things, and there's a wrong way. And speaking of right way, tax, and wrong way, tax season's coming up, Steve. Yeah, it sure is. You expecting a check? No. What? No. No, no. I do DJ work on the side, and I always have to pay. Ah, it offsets that. Yeah. yeah. A lot of you may... You know, a lot of us look forward to that. You know, we start our taxes and we got a little pop. Maybe we spend it. Maybe on- because Trump gave me a tax cut, I might get some more money. Was it much? At least that's what he says. Was it how much? I don't know. Maybe 4000 I'm told. Well, we'll find out. In my area. Yeah. yeah. We'll call Trump out. Yeah, know, exactly. If you don't get his money back, Trump, then uh, I'm coming to get you. No. So, <laughs> Wait, no, 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 I'm not coming to get you. I don't need the uh, Secret Service here. That's all right. This yeah. French nation, they don't mess with us. Don't worry. <laughs> uh, we got Wally Cahill. We Welcome. Ride, Wally Cahill, Channel 3. You rock, brother. Hey, you know what? <laughs> this was a good show so far. Good information from the Huff brothers. They were good. I mean, uh, Huff's and his sons, uh, perhaps Huff's and sons. It, actually, it's a family affair over there, which is really cool. I think it says a lot um, when you've got family. Look, you guys know buy locals important. And, you know, a lot of good businesses, man, they, they want to take care of their communities. See, I feel that way with restaurants. I might yeah. as well feel that way with uh, with my automotive repair shops, too, yeah. because I like the down-home local you know, people. Well, I'll tell you this, and I'll speak for small business, and I will speak for you guys, including myself. If I have a bad experience, just remember something with your review. If you have not called somebody to, I would say, vent in a respectful manner. I think we folks can vent. Hey, I spent money in your joint. Sure. Whether the food was not cooked right, the service bad, the oil change wasn't done properly, whatever. I had some horrible whatever. chicken McNuggets today. I will tell you, reviews are important, but make a phone call. Go talk to somebody um, because nine times out of ten, you have a small business that's just trying to grow and make it right, and they will concession. They will step up. So give them that opportunity. Don't just go out there and... And, and just go long-winded with this story. I mean, if you care. I mean, there's some of you that couldn't care less. But um, Wally Cahill, Channel 3. Um, tell us about Channel 3. Where can f- uh, you do the new car review? How's, I mean, you've been on for a while over there. Only 10 years. Look at what, 10 years. <laughs> yeah. Look at you go. I'm a newbie, dude. I, I am a newbie. Well, uh, Wally Cahill, I got to paint a picture for you for you uh, folks that are iconic in Arizona. You know, I came here in 1990. You know, I was military. I came out of New York, came out of here, started wrenching. But you've been in this business for, what, 40 years? Oh, yeah. Oh, I mean, yeah. Yeah, you- <laughs> yeah. I came out of Southern California, came out of Wisconsin, was raised in a truck stop, family-owned truck stop, 
So the whole family worked it. Dude, That's when I was awesome. five, five and six years old, I was pumping gas. So you got motor oil in your blood. That's right. He cut me, I'd bleed 30 <laughs> weight Yeah, oil. and I remember you from years ago. You you did a lot of work with uh, Fox Sports. Uh, uh, yeah, Motorsports Mania. Yeah. I, I was the fat guy with, with the flame shirt. But well, man, I, I'm yeah. just saying, I think the people want Wally back. NHRA, NASCAR. Before we dive into new car review, could we see Wally back in that arena? Would Absolutely. You? Well, Absolutely. I think we can tease the people a little bit. February is coming, and if you've been in Arizona for all these years, you know what February brings? A little knee-rattling, bone-shaking, get your nostrils cooking, NHA, NHRA. I can't pronounce it, but I can feel it. That's right. 10,000 horsepower. 10,000 horsepower. Oh, snap. I got to tell you a story, and I'm going to share this with you guys. Um, and, of course, if you're just joining this this mechanical, maniacal Wrench Nation show, we welcome you. And, of course, call in and join the conversation, 480-655-8870. So dig this. My daughter's six years old, and I'm busy. Like, at the garage, a small business will keep you busy. So I think it was one of our tool people or somebody comped us on some top few tickets. Now, I've seen it on TV, right? And yep. I, I'm being yeah, honest with you. Yeah. I've never been to one. This is going way back when. Uh, I want to say this is probably late 90s, right? And so I'm sitting, <laughs> and you get all the little alcohol cars going, and it's loud, and it's exciting. But when those top fuel cars hit it, I swear to you, I thought I was having a heart attack, man. It just And you get addicted. Well, it, it rattles your insides. I tell people it's sonic. It's not loud. It's sonic. It will rattle your insides. I'm feeling you and I, we should head out there. I think we're going to put something together if you're listening. Uh, we're not going to promise you because I don't believe in that. Right. But I think we're going to do something, and I want to take you guys. Well, know, some, that, know that I work with the top teams out there. Yeah, Those guys are my pals. We won't mention names, but Wally. So we just want to tell you guys, um, head on to Wrench Nation Facebook because, look, you may be working that day. Some of you say, oh, damn it, I can't make it. We'll take you there. And I think that you know our Facebook is kind of where we hang out. I don't do much of the YouTube and Twitter, for, uh, we're on Twitter, but forget it. We're not, you're not, most of you are not on Twitter. So really, head over to Wrench Nation Facebook. Tell a friend. That's kind of our arena of community. So, Wally, we're talking new car review. Uh, we got a 17 Mazda 6. Grand Touring. The, yeah, and let me tell you, you know, you're talking about BMWs before being built here and everything, but Mazda is the poor man's BMW. All right. And when I say that, you think BMW, and I don't want to mix brands here too much, mm. but BMW is known as the ultimate driving machine. Yeah, Bavarian Motorworks. That's right. That's right. Especially the M series, my favorite. Oh, uh, but, M yeah. but Mazda is the Japanese version of a BMW, meaning they pay attention to the driver. You know, it, it, I mean, to the point to where this Mazda 6 Grand Touring comes, the one I tested came with a six speed automatic. All right. But you can get it with a six-speed stick. Let me ask you something. Some folks are listening, um, maybe in the market for a vehicle. Let's just establish something. Um, what is the difference between, like, if you just said Mazda 6 and then Grand Touring? Is that trim package? Yes. What is the difference? Okay. So so the difference is usually maybe a sunroof or a moonroof in All this right. case. We'll add it. Um, okay. okay. Lane departure. You know, you're going to have- I like that. Oh, so do I. You know, you know, the funny thing is... Not corrective steering yet. Well, no, no. It's got oh. a little bit of corrective steering. All right, so you listening, we got to talk about that. This is cool yeah, technology. Yeah, 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 because it, 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 it... So a lot you of you... You can overpower it. You can overpower it, but 
at the same time. So you can still be in control of the vehicle. Right, but you got to fight it. All right, let's, let's get back to basics here. You guys listening, which is really cool. We all talk about autonomous cars coming. That's some time away. But what you have is what they call these ADAS systems, driver awareness systems. The powers that be, uh, including some of our government, have said, man, we're killing each other on the roads. We need technology to help. Put so, your phone down. Quit texting. I know. <laughs> get back to, like, really, guys, especially you youngsters, first-time drivers, it's killing a lot of you. It's hard. You're addicted. Let's face it. I'm not trying to be two-faced about it. You know, I, I got to discipline myself. Let's face it. Uh, you know, but put the phone away. But corrective steering. Yes. So let's say I'm, I'm that individual that worked two shifts and I'm driving home. I'm on the 202 or I'm in L.A. And perhaps there's no traffic. I'm smooth going. It's one in the morning. And I get to drowsy driving. Yes. What does this corrective steering do? Okay. So there's actually something else that works with the corrective steering. But we'll talk about the corrective steering first. So what, what happens is it sees there's cameras right up by the rearview mirror. Right. Facing out onto the road. It sees the lines. Ah. If, it, if you get up against that line, uh-huh. I mean, the camera is so good it can count nose hairs at 50 yards, believe yeah, me. Yeah, you're talking yeah. Uh, radar, LIDAR. I know yes, that. The, yes, yeah, okay. Yeah. So you got that. So it gives you just a little bit. What, what it does is it applies the front brake on the opposite side, just a little bit. It drags it, and it'll move you back over. Ah, so it's yeah. not moving the steering. No. Ah. No, no, okay. no. So it... So if you look at that, you could physically, because if you've ever driven to L.A., there's only like two turns between here and L.A. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. Uh, yes. Right and around I, Palm Springs and the one around Indio, and that's it. That's right. That's right. And that's all you get. Yep. If there are no hash lines, does the, it still do no, that? No. It, it, it needs the lines. It needs the lines. Oh. It, it, it needs the lines. But it also has. So it's not bulletproof. No. Nothing's bulletproof. We all still right. need to be in control. Well, one of the things I read, guys, is that like the high-end European vehicles, they're always testing, which costs money. Right. LIDAR. Yes. Right? So that's yes. like that next level. That's like painting a picture. It actually can map things. So it actually looks at contour structures. They can look at the contour and paint that picture. Wow. LIDAR is expensive. Right now, we're using the camera and radar systems. Right. And sonar. They so, use sonar, too. Sonar. And, and yeah. this, this has sonar. So this has, okay. yeah, yeah, this has an adjustable sonar. So, so it's you, pinging objects. Right. It's pinging off something. Do you in hear front it? You. Bing. Um, yes. Steve, yeah. you got a little sonar action in the submarine uh, in your uh, car. <laughs> Bing. It's not that kind of ping. All right. It, I knew. It, I'm it, just it, saying. Yeah, yeah. But same, same theory. Same right. theory. Different noise. Okay. And if you get a little bit too close and it's adjustable, you can set it from maybe 50, 60 yards down to about 20 yards, okay. which I always have to set it all the way in at 20 yards. Look at your racer. Yeah, dude, <laughs> I, 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 I am that guy. Yeah, you know? And between the lane departure always busted me because I, I'm apexing a turn, so you know I'm going to use a little bit of that next lane you know, just because, or maybe I'm a little bit too close to that guy. And it's not that I'm trying to tailgate him. I need that extra couple inches because I'm going to change lanes and I don't want to pinch off the guy behind me. These are nice measures to have this grand touring. Um, You talked about uh, that 2.5 sky active. That sky active is kind of signature to Mazda. Yes. Um, Yes. What's special? Is it that direct injection? Yes, and that, okay. and that was great because that's yeah. what you guys were talking about before yeah. was a direct injection. What does that mean? I mean, it just means that we're getting... It's fuel injection dr- directly into the cylinder. Yeah, so yeah. you guys know, some of you uh, ranches, you technicians, automotive mechanics know, God, we've seen an involvement. We went from like multi-port, tune port, 
sequential, right. central. I mean, it finally got around the direct injection, <laughs> which is what it needed to and be it to start with. Exactly. And it seemed like a happy day because as technicians, we were like, okay, got some more stuff to learn now. <laughs> <laughs> but direct injection just does that. It feeds that fuel right at the source. Right. At, at in a the su- cylinder. Right. At yeah. a super, super high PSI, like 3250 or something like now, that. Now, we lost a few people. Why would I, as a driver, even care about what is... What is in it for me with direct? Is it better gas mileage? Yes. Performance? It's, it's, yes. Performance. Okay. Uh, yeah. it, it's, it's, think about if you're going to go, say you're going to make some cookies and your measuring mm, cup is either going to be like a five-gallon bucket or it's going to be something precise. <laughs> the carburetor was the five-gallon bucket. There you go. Now oh. we're down to the measuring Oh, cup. you ain't kidding, man. I remember that. I yes. had a 77 Chevy. I loved my Chevy. It was a tank. But, man, was it temperamental with the carburetor. Yes. I mean, it But mis- it didn't need to be. I know. It didn't need to be. And then if you got into altitude, it was all. It got all drunk on us, the carburetor. All you had to do right. was keep your foot to the floor, dude. Just yes. keep it wide open. That's all you <laughs> Open do. up the secondary. So that direct injection is way to go. It sounds like it's very economical. Um, talk to us. We have been, I think last show we talked about these paddles. A lot of vehicles have the paddles, which means you've got the little shift points. You can kind of get a little European shift like. Yeah. Okay. If you're, if you're a performance person you're you're going to kind of laugh at the paddles but if you're <laughs> right yeah, yeah, yeah but yeah. if you're not but if you if you're just joe six like if you driver, got a divorce and you were driving an audi a6 and nothing against audi and nothing against mazda but the audi a6 paddles are a little different than the mazda six paddles not really no they're the same yes well then what other uh, line could we say uh, okay let's let, let's ferrari go, ferrari now Fer- you're talking uh, okay so so ferrari actually uh, it controls the manual transmission. Yes, you know, and it's and you still got your clutch. Yeah, and you don't have a shifter with your hand. It's total paddle. All right, one more feature. We got about a minute left. Um, this is cool. HID active cornering. Does these headlights move as I turn? Yes. Whoa, yes. Yes. that's expensive stuff, and that's built in. Well, and it's important too, especially you know yeah. when, as you get a little bit older. It's nice to be able. To, <laughs> it's nice to be able to see. Ah, uh, if you got the cataract in the left eye, you better get the active uh, headlight yeah. system. Yes. Yes. All right, real quick, we've got a little time left here. Where can like we're speaking to folks in the valley? We've got a lot of folks on the podcast, but um, here locally, you not only tell us about the car. I shopped you, it. All right, so where are we finding? Give us price, and where can folks find this car? Oh, okay. MSRP, the base model of the MS6, is thirty thousand six hundred ninety-five. The Grand Touring Edition is $34,570. Now, if you remember from last week, I told you how much to expect off MSRP, didn't I? Right. 5000 That's right. And that's All what right. you're going to get up there. So go to Chapman Mazda 99, no, 999 Bell Road. You can go up there. You can ask for Alex Sanchez. He'll hook you up. Tell him you talk All to right. Wally. You want the Wally deal. Wally deal. We'll have that on our Facebook, people. I know a lot of you, you know, may not remember this, but, again, we do the new car review with Wally at Cahill. We're going to catch you next week. And also catch Wally. Uh, he's on Sunday Channel 3. Every week he's got a new car, so check him out. Uh, we are going to come back, and I think we got Greg Buckley maybe lined up. From, Should be uh, coming up next year yeah. on Wrench Nation. Don't go anywhere. This is Wrench Nation with your hosts, Frank and Steve. Oh, you know when the chicken chicken is clucking, it's Buckley, the blue hen of Delaware. Hello, Mr. Greg Buckley. (laughs) Mr. Steve, what do you say, Frankie, baby? 
What is happening? You are uh, you snow abominable <laughs> snow blow it up abominable oh, snow chicken. Oh my goodness, yeah, abominable snow chicken. That's a joke. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. We we had to get a little dusting again today. Uh, so we're hovering about twenty four degrees right now. So yeah, it's a little chilly. Yeah. Well, you know, uh, you guys tuning in, we're family up in here, and and Greg is uh, out of Wilmington, Delaware. A lot of you may have family out in Delaware, Wilmington, Delaware. Check out Buckley's Auto Care. Uh, Greg is a show contributor, and as you guys know, I've said this before, he's an industry champion. Right now we're talking European cars. We had the great God the Huff Familia from Huff's Automotive in. And I want to just get right in, and um, I want to kind of squeeze some things in. We got seven minutes to play with. I don't want to say we need three hours, people, because, you know, but two hours. (laughs) Three hours. It was Steve's, I'll be dead. But uh, in terms of, I've already been here 13 hours. <laughs> Poor guy. Uh, uh, we did have somebody just popped in the studio, and I want to bring him on in a little bit. That uh, we got seven minutes to work on. So European automotive cars. Let me ask you in yeah. terms of rust, um, and not so much repair, but purchase. So this is what I see, and this is what's happening to folks right now as they spend their tax money. There is a European, let's say the BMW 3 Series in Wilmington, Delaware, at the auction. It's got 130,000 miles. It looks beautiful on the outside, but is it oxidized, rusted pig underneath? Now, you're not, those, fo- those cars are going to auction, and they may end up in Arizona. And, and I say this because everybody wants a deal. And what can you say about the rust that we're seeing from your side of the Mississippi as it relates to somebody that may get bamboozled and buy something that's a nightmare? Are we talking titles? Can folks look at titles to see if that rust is on there? How do we do that? Well, no, nah, they, they really can't look at rust. I, I mean, rust is not a determining factor. What is is if it's reconstructed, and then that goes through a process for each state. You know, when a car has been so banged up that it can be put back on the road, but it won't meet all specs, and it becomes what they call a recon. Um, and it is important for people to examine the title. How, so what's that listed title? on the title? You said recondition. Um, it has a, it's an art called an R title. Okay, it would have it would have a designate in the R on the on the number system, and then it would have reconstructed. And a reconstructed vehicle has to meet certain criteria. It has to remain safe, but it's never going to be perfect or the ability to be at spec. So it's all susceptible. Your insurance rates may vary. Um, all of that comes into play. But again, we've talked about it many times on the show. The first thing a, 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 a customer wants to do or someone who's purchasing a vehicle, they want to get it inspected. They want to get it on the rack. They want to get a set of eyeballs professionally looked at. And as you said in the show earlier, hey, if they're not going to let you between the ropes or in the bay, find somebody else. Because that's yeah, really straight up. That's you a fact. If you, yeah. yeah. If you don't have a DVI solution, whether it's bolt-on DVI is the digital inspection. You know, of course, you know, both aren't partners of the show. It just means you listening now, you may have a great mechanic and and you trust him, but tell him about Bolton because the digital inspection. So if you send your friend to that trustworthy mechanic, you know, your friend's starting with a new experience. If they're able to send pictures and videos to their phone and text that, that's empowerment. Makes you look good. You feel better that you're involved in the process. Exactly. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. Uh, So it's, it's, and we've done inspections from people as far away as New Zealand. We do high-end cars. We'll do a remote inspection. We'll, we'll put the DVI to it so they can make their choices and make their selections from the comfort of their home while we're out doing the work for them. Yeah. So it's very important to get that. And, you know, it's funny. We just had a uh, – excuse me. 
a, uh, a Toyota Land Cruiser 95. The gentleman calls me up, wants to pur- purchase it, and said, I just bought it as a toy. It's a northern car from Vermont, and so I'm expecting the worst, right? I get underneath of it, and you know what? It's not that bad. It's pretty clean. It's, got, it's pretty clean. Yeah. So it, you, know, you can't go by looks. You've got to get it inspected. As for European cars, yes, there's a lot, especially in our area. And, and I, have to, I have to say this uh, gently, but it's the truth. A lot of people will want to own a European car because of the looks, the performance, etc. The name, right? the name, which the is name. nothing wrong with that. Uh, yeah. There's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. However, it's not just purchasing the car. It's affordability of the vehicle because of the first breakdown, as you guys know, Fixing a Euro is not like fixing your Chevy Cavalier. We said that the national average, any vehicle over 60,000 miles, get it straight, people. This is your financial rule of thumb. This is a AAA statistic not made up here on Ranch Nation. Twelve to 1500 a year is about what you spend. If you've got a European vehicle, you may spend closer to 2000 per year in maintaining Absolutely. that. Uh, we love you, Greg Buckley. And uh, we're going to catch you next week. Take care, buddy. You got it, Jen. See you now. All right. Who do we got in the studio? Another guest real quick. You guys know all my veterans listening, we love you. I'm a vet, a Navy vet, and I I can do it. It's a car show, but I got a heart for vets. And we got Jamie... Fallbush in studio, a veteran. Rock on, brother. Thanks for joining. Thanks for having real me. Real quick, it's thank real you for brief. Your service. Before, thank you for your service. We got a lot of vets listening, transitioning. Uh, what are you doing in the community to to make that a little easier for our vets? You know, right now I'm working with uh, the Phoenix VA and a couple of other organizations. Are they changing things at the VA? The government says this. Are they? they? You they, seeing a difference? You know what? I am seeing a difference, especially compared to 2004 if you came back from Iraq. You know, I think the, the biggest thing that they're doing right now is outreach and, and trying to get, especially the Vietnam veterans. You know, there's only about 30 percent. Of, of the veteran population that are using the Phoenix VA. If you have another 70% that's not, you know, and that's who they're trying to reach, hey, come in and get this. It's a benefit only if you use it. Yeah. You know, and I, and I really think they're trying to, to, to make amends with, with everything that happened. So Right. So you do a lot of outreach. For those vets that are listening, is there a Facebook we can send folks just for support? Where, I mean, you're doing a lot, and I know maybe you're not prepared to give that now. I just love connecting people. And our vets, sometimes they don't, they're, they're, they don't have this pomp and circumstance. Absolutely. Let's face it. It's wait in the line. It's, it's freaking three years, and it's, oh, okay, great. This is what, you know, so how do we help each other? Absolutely. If you can- so for the podcast, because I know you've got the podcast and everybody listens across the nation. You Give know, it to if, us. If you go to You Might Be a Veteran If, uh, there's a, uh, a forum. And then we also have a page. It's got about 100,000 uh, followers on the page. You give me this, and I'll get it on our Wrench Nation okay. page. I got a lot of vets listening, and you're a vet, I'm a vet. I got a heart for this because I you know, uh, have a background on that and because we can here on Wrench Nation. That's what we're going to do. Jamie Fallbush, people, thank, thank you, you for hanging briefly with us. Thank you. The Wrench Nation Wild and Wacky News on Wheels. Well, I thought about this loud, clear, hard. I may have even lost some sleep on this one. Uh, it's not necessarily weird. It's damn time for it. But Saudi Arabia holds their first car show just for women. Wow. Retarded, Check in my out. opinion. Yeah, I'm sorry, my Saudi peeps. Let these women do what they want. They are our equal, but they are making strides over there, people. So I, you know, if you want to catch that, it's uh, uh, on the Voice of America. They have the site you can look at the video. It's a little strange, but guys, they're coming a long way. The first car show 
uh, was held at a shopping center in the western city of Jeddah. So, hey, that's a win for women in uh, Saudi Arabia. That's your weird automotive news. People. Thank you for joining us for another week of Wrench Nation. We'll do it again next week, two hours, three to five on Wednesday. That's right. People, thank you for hanging with us. Please get on to iTunes. Hang with us if you caught the show late. Every Sunday we upload. We do live on Facebook. That's your community, Wrench Nation Facebook. And as I say every week, people, be safe, hug each other, and never forget to hug a mechanic.